0: fans, and welcome back to yet another edition of the U.S. Foxes podcast, coming to you live from different time zones around the United States, just two tonight. Uh, I, as always, am your host, Matt Foulkes, joined by my co-host, uh, just about 20 minutes north of me, uh, in Del Mar, Mr. Chris Warner. Christopher, what's up, bud?
1: How you doing, mate? Not too bad. A bit disappointed. Can't, can't lie. Thought, thought we could have taken more from the game yesterday, but... Hey, it is what it is, and it's great to see you guys. See yeah, you. I,
0: don't, I don't know if the microphone picked it up that sigh that I just let out, but I think saw, I've sighed two hundred thousand times in like the last uh, last week or so because it's just been uh, disappointing. So sighs have uh, kind of summed up my feeling. We're also joined by our fellow co-host down in New York City, Mister Jason Becker. How are things on the East Coast, my friend?
2: Pretty rough over here. It was a tough Monday night with uh, dropping a Rangers. the Rangers losing game seven to the New Jersey Devils. So come on, Knicks. It's up to you. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go.
0: Yeah, buddy. Thank you for joining us. We know that's a a, a big game you've got going on in the background. So thank you for putting in your service to our fellow U.S. Foxes uh, and letting your thoughts be heard uh, on the last two results, I know they are appreciated and valued by everybody in the community. So, um, yeah, boys. And and uh, on the other note, uh, obviously, we're missing our fourth co-host, Mr. Jim Harris. Uh, feeling a little under the weather. So, uh, Jimmy, hope you feel better soon, bud. And looking forward to having you back. So, Definitely. Definitely let's dive into it boys uh first off um we'll do Leeds the Leeds match first uh this monday uh, has not only been weird for supporters trying to get to matches and things like that but it's also weird for trying to put together podcast guys so we're gonna do our best to uh, keep you informed and up but with our schedules and the fact that these games are monday it's gonna be weird for us but we will get to you and yeah let's 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 dive right into the Leeds match uh, a one-to-one finish. Uh, Vardy saves our ass in the 20th. Um, this guy's the lead's gentleman scored in the 20th minute. Vardy scores in the 80th to save us. Uh, Tielemans has a wonder goal called off by VAR. Just all over the place, guys. Missed opportunities, and I think that's something we're going to be saying uh, about the next match as well. Um, but we'll start with you, Chris. Uh, the leads match and your thoughts on it. Um, yeah, just missed opportunities. Good way to sum it up.
1: Yeah um I think it was the good the bad and the ugly is the best way to describe that game. I thought con- considering what we saw against Wolves I was expecting when you saw the lineup you saw Madders return you saw you you just thought we were going to go in with a little bit more. And I think as you said Matt I think a common theme today is going to be around disappointment and kind of just seeming passive. And uh, there were little moments in that game where I thought we were aggressive, but I just don't think over that game and again last night that we were we were positive enough. And I think the goal is incredible. I mean, kudos to Kelechi and Nacho sacrificing his groin to, <laughs> to somehow manage to poke it forward. And it's a great finish by Vardy. But just I just think we played down to these teams too much. I think we're better, but we just played down to them. And that was the sense I got in the Leeds game. Um, and yeah, going to Ellen road is not going to be easy. Everybody knows that like, no matter how bad leads are, they have a hell of a fan base. And when you get them going, it can make the place tough, but just disappointment, Matt is the biggest thing that came, came across me in that game. I thought it was there to win, but we just didn't do enough. And it's, you look at the XG of that game, it was about three to three. All the stats suggested that a point was probably the fair result from it. Um, to your point, we missed a wonder, hell of a strike for the the goal that was ruled out. Absolute wonder goal by Tilmans. And again, it's those moments that you think about now of like, this time around, are we just on the wrong side of those? Leicester in the past... Maybe would we would have got that rub of the green. Maybe it wouldn't, a Asmari wouldn't have been offside. Changes the moment, changes the game, gets us three points, puts us in a better position now. It's just those little things that I just don't think are going our way at this moment in time. And I think Leeds was a great example of that.
0: Yeah, I think two things could have really been a perfect way to set off uh, like a storybook, great escape. One of those would have been uh, Yuri Tielemann's 35-yard laser into a top corner because, you know, that's always just been a nice precursor for Leicester City of good things to come. So, yeah, uh, not only the fact that it was called off, but just, God, what a heartbreaker um, for for not only Yuri but the rest of the fan base because, yeah, I was was certain that that was going to be the catalyst to uh kind of launch us forward and uh go from there. But unfortunately, uh um Samare gets uh apparently in the way and they are and we do not get it. So uh Jason, your thoughts I guess, man, what could there have been? <laughs> it was just and when it didn't go in and they got called off, I was like, man, that could be the fucking opposite now. Yeah. I'm hoping it would do for our team.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean we did get the win, you know, against against Wolves, but um kind of felt like you know we're still kind of in in the mess right so it i i thought for a moment that that Yuri was giving us that Esteban Cambiaso moment against West Ham that kind of kickstarted the great escape you know back in 2015 it wasn't to be we just didn't get the the breaks there um but she's my my initial thoughts after that game were like is this what it's going to be like during this run? <laughs> Is are we going like pure kamikaze football with Dean Smith here? I just don't know if I could like my heart can take this wild ride during so many high stakes games. It's, um, I mean, I was I felt exhausted after watching that one, um, but you look at that Leeds game. You look at what's happened against Everton and you see two sides that are trying, um, uh, well, three sides altogether, right, that, that are trying, um, but just blowing opportunities on either end of the pitch and blowing assignments defensively sometimes or letting in and just missing, like, just gift-wrapped uh scoring chances. And I think that's that's the mark of teams that are where they are in the table. And, um, I think I'm beyond now thinking that we're better than who we're around. I mean, we're there at this point of the season for a reason. We're giving up these chances. These sides are missing their chances. We're blowing opportunities ourselves. It's just, um, it's just a, um, Guess an indication of, of of where we are right now as a team.
0: Yeah, you can only see so many of those opportunities just get pissed away. Um, because when we look at the last great escape, it was the exact opposite, right? It was yep. taking those huge moments, guys grasping the moment and and making it happen. And it really feels Chris like we're seeing the exact sitting now with some of the shit that's happening,
1: Matt. You, you bang on. It, we were organized during that. Gra- I think the term "organized" is one that brings to comes to my head during the Great Escape season because you think about some of the goals in that time. It was we were disciplined and we countered and we broke as a team and we scored as a team collectively. And there were just moments, as Jason quite rightly pointed out, where we just look disorganized still. That whether it's defensively missing assignments, whether it's playing the wrong pass, whether it's just not doing those little things correctly. And I agree with Jason's sentiment. Like, we have to be honest. Like, we're down here for a reason. It's because we're just not taking those opportunities that are being presented to us. I mean, we'll talk more about the Everton game, but that shambles for the penalty. Who's taking it? Who isn't taking it? All that sort of stuff is just another representation, I think, of just this lack of organization in this side in this 22-23 season and how it's kind of manifested on the pitch and left let these moments get away I mean I think Dean Smith is doing the best he can at this moment in time he's he he's come in and the squad obviously has been reinvigorated like that's obvious to see the players are trying to damn this i can't I can't knock them for effort they look gassed. At the end of the game against Wolves, that may have yeah. had something to do with the performance against Leeds on the Tuesday night. And again, last night, by the end of it, you could see what it meant to them. They were emotionally and physically spent. So I can't say that the players aren't putting the effort in. And definitely under Smith, we've catalyzed something. But is it enough now to stay up over these next four games?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, Leeds. It always going to be a tough place to go, but they were there for the taking. They were super low in confidence. I don't think anyone in the home end was, you know, fully confident that they would get a win in that game. Um, it was always going to be tough, though, with Yuri uh, just coming back from injury, Barnes just coming back from being out, and you can just see that they're not – both players are not fully match fit, um, and, and Uri's um, – yeah he's he's been getting gassed um out out there so um and then we saw it again i think against everton same same exact thing with with both players
0: going to be very yeah. very Important going on because the man, you know, even when he's not, even when he's gassed, he still has those moments of brilliance where he sees passing lanes um and 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 makes things happen. Um, but we also saw multiple times where his decision making was just like, bro, yeah. I understand you're dead, but your brain has got to be thinking. And I think that's the most frustrating because we know what he's capable of, but to see some of the turnovers, Jason, that we saw from him, just so unlike him. And I think it speaks to where he is physically. And maybe mentally, even though we saw how happy he was, you know, after the Wolves game.
2: Yeah, I, I think um, we, we need Yuri Tillemans to be able to complete passes. Right? Because if, if he's not doing that, then we're in, we're in big trouble. And um, the midfield is starting to get over on quite a bit. And it's seeming more and more like that's the issue here. It's not necessarily our center backs screwing up. It's the fact that they're constantly exposed because other teams can just carve right through the midfield. Samare has had to kind of come back into this side and he's had a tough season Um, and he's not an all action player, but I've been watching Samari over the last two games. And it feels like he's having to do the work of two, sometimes three players. When Wilf is off and not at his game and, and not strong in the tackle and not breaking up plays. And Yuri is huffing and puffing and having a lot of trouble covering ground and then also completing passes. It's now up to Samari to sort of take over and run the whole midfield and do everyone's job. Um, and that's a tough position for any player to be in right now.
0: Really is. Um, lastly, just yeah, we spoke just a second on it. Um, talk about Colecchi and Nacho guys uh, before we move on to the everton. obviously, plays through the past to vards that, you know, not only, put Vards through, but I was hoping allowed Vards to score and maybe because it was a classic Vardy goal and around the keeper, um, but the ball through by by Kelechi was just classic Kelechi, but then he tears, what was the actual, was it a abductor or Abductor, uh, yeah. Tears it and he is now out for the season. So the hits just keep on coming, guys, because a player that we've said so many times was going to be so crucially important to us surviving um, because of his experience, because of his ability to play Vardy and turn Vardy on to the player we knew he could be. He is now out for the season, um, but in classic Kells way, he goes out by helping us score. Uh, Just speak on that real quick, guys, because we saw direct effect uh, with the penalty situation at Everton not having Kells on the field the next week. Jason, just speak for a minute on his importance and what he means to us and where we're going to be now without him.
2: Yeah, I think Kalechi has shown over the last couple of seasons that uh, when things aren't going very well and you need to count on someone to carry you, he's had that in him and carried the side and and put in some inspiring performances, scored or and scored and, and created huge goals. Uh, it was one of the best plays I think I've. I've it's. It I think years from now I'll look back at that play. And um, and still consider it one of my favorite plays that I've that I've ever seen. You know, a Leicester player do, and uh, I think it's um, it's worthy. It, it just it would be such a shame if that happened during a run in that sees us relegated, because it it shows that there's something more here, and it just doesn't. It deserves to be part of. Uh, a good story in in the club's history deserves to be part of the survival fight of a great escape and um he's such a huge loss there's no there's no other way to kind of address this we're we're missing a uh the the one player that can link up our play consistently and the one player that you can count on right now to to create goals and um and we're missing all of that with Ionacho. Um, but just the way he went out there, um, I just, I mean, he had to have been in such agony, uh, but still had the presence of mind and the ability to to make that pass that led to the goal. And then not only that, when he's walking off the, the pitch, he's out there firing up the crowd and still trying to make sure that, that everyone's in this fight together. Um, and I was just not to be cynical about anything, uh, but, Again, reminding me of the great escape season when Matty James gets gets injured and Kambi also tells him, we're going to win this one for you. If But You see one of your teammates go out like that, and you're not going to fight like hell for the rest of the season to stay up. I don't know. I think you, you need to, to look at the mirror.
0: Matty James shell is perfect. That is, yeah, the epitome of putting your body on the line. Uh, just – yeah, completely encapsulated by Kells. Chris, you're you're. Yeah, it
1: was instinct. it was instinct, wasn't it? It was in it was the it. It was interesting. The missus said to me, which I thought was quite appropriate. She said, "It was the first time in that sequence for the Vardy goal. It was the first goal she's remembered all season of the old Leicester. That mm. team mentality, that aggression, that instinct, that ability to play for each other. And I mean, not." Kalechi goes down. He has the instinct to just knock it forward. Madison is preempting the fact that Kalecci is going to put it in that position and makes the run to lay it into Vardy. And it's an old school Jamie Vardy goal. Matt, we talked about it on the podcast last week. Like, that's what we needed to see if we wanted to get anything going. And I mean, again, kudos to Kalecci. And I think kudos to to Smith as well. Like, he's come in and he's decided that. If we're gonna play and we're gonna stay up, we're gonna need, as Matt pointed out last week, goals from Jamie Vardy, the old Jamie Vardy, those breakaway goals. And we saw it in the Everton game; his that typical Vardy finish, the chance he had where he chipped the keeper and hit the bar. Like those moments are just gonna be needed all the time moving forward. Like we've we've got to maintain that. And I mean, Kalechi as well in the Everton game, we saw him when Cag scored, like, the camera cut to him and he was the first one off his seat behind the dugout. Yeah. James, James Justin, obviously cheering the boys on, giving it giving it everything he could. And, yeah, it's a huge loss for us. It's a huge loss. It means that we're going to now have to play a little bit more of square peg in round hole. Madders is going to be have to be kind of moved around a little bit. It's not great. It's definitely not great, Matt. And, yeah, it just sucks that it happens to such a one of probably our better players this season.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just find myself sighing again. I just sighed again. So just like I said, guys, it's, <laughs> it's what this whole season is turning into for me is one big sigh. Um, let's jump forward. We've talked about it enough, guys. The Everton match uh, yesterday. Absolutely beautiful day at the KP. The sun is out. The crowd is roaring. Um, we're getting you know, messages from friends at the KP. We haven't heard it sound like this in so long. It's beautiful. It just seemed like a storybook day for a good result. And man, it just ends up being another frustrating, frustrating match, Jason. Um, I, I guess when we, you know, obviously knew we weren't going to have Kells. What were your thoughts when you see the lineup come out and, and you look at, at what Dean had planned?
2: Yeah, well, he made, you know, I think... um some bold moves there um deciding to put thomas in instead of christensen um certainly was a um was a big call um and then you know going with the the midfield of 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 indeedy sumare tillemans when you've got a few players there out of form kind of you know still seemed a little bit puzzling to me, but I think it made sense that Manners was going to be out, you know, on, on the right wing. Vardy, uh, you know, he's clearly he's going to try to ride Vardy, I think, through the through season and see, you know, if he can just kind of push him to the maximum, get, you know, some bit of the old Vardy back. Um, and then, you know, Barnes on the left, who, again, he's coming back from injury. He doesn't seem like he's 100%. But I think when I saw the lineup, my first thought was like, damn this is a big indictment of the um of the January transfer window yeah none of the three players that we brought in in January were in in the starting lineup and um yeah i think that that says a lot about um, the fact that we probably didn't really improve the the starting 11 with those three signings and that could really come back and 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 bite you in the ass. And I mean, Tete doesn't even get on the pitch. Yeah. Sutra doesn't, you know, get on the pitch. These are guys that you brought in to kind of get us out of this mess, and you know, they're not they're not playing at all in the biggest game of the season. Um, so that's what I was. Um, I don't know. That that was my first thought when I saw about it.
0: No, that's a that's a great point. I mean. You know, we're we're getting to see now what outside coaching and outside managers that have seen these guys in practice now for a few weeks are really thinking about these players and the in the matches, obviously. But um, it really, I think, yeah, like you said, is an indictment and, 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 and shows what John Terry, shows what Dean Smith are thinking, shows what Shaky think of those signings. Um, Chris, you kind of along the same. Yeah. It's such a great I mean, point by Jason.
1: Sh- absolutely fantastic point. It just epitomizes the shambolic decision-making that's happened this season. You look at, since Smith's come in, let's be honest, who are the best two players have been on the pitch? It's been Sion chu and it's been Iverson. Two players that well, one that Brendan cast out and said he was never going to play for Leicester City whilst he was manager. And then the second guy who was forced into the team because of Danny Ward making one mistake too many and just not and it being almost like he was having to kind of just the, the last resort to Brendan the way he described it. and those two have turned into our best two players in the running it. And it so it, yeah, I mean it just epitomizes the shambolic decision making that's happened throughout the season in terms of our recruitment, in terms of the formations we've been playing, in terms of the decision making by the board not to get rid of Rogers earlier, but it just epitomizes everything when you see that lineup. Uh, I mean echo the point about Thomas starting um i thought he played really well especially in the first half yesterday i thought defensively he was pretty he did his job um i think christiansen against leeds just cons- just can just consistently gave the ball away and it gave in it was one of those decisions where at some point smith just had to pull him and so i could see why he made that change agree with jason as well the centre midfield it's on paper it's the three that you would want to play but With what's going on in terms of the fitness and some of the performance levels of those guys, is it the right three? I don't know. Like it, just it's one of those situations. I mean, Yuri all throughout that first half was. I we were just shouting at the TV about his decision making at times and his inability to kind of play almost like a simple ten yard pass. He was just kept giving the ball away again and again and again, and it was just really frustrating um in that regard and yeah just something i think smith's gonna have to think about in these last four games
2: yeah i um just also thinking about the lineup and thinking about um the midfield i look i know um Dewsbury hall has had a very very tough season um uh, i think a lot of that and a lot of the reason why his confidence may be down is because he was forced to play on the right side so often this season and i think that that probably ruined his his confidence. When if you look at last season, he was definitely one of the, the the bright spots on the lineup. And so now you're going with Luke Thomas on the left behind Harvey Barnes. Get the band back together. Get KDH out there on the left side of the midfield to play with these guys. The three like three great friends. You've got a guy who Will actually respond to the intensity of the game, um, but I think as we saw, like the press, uh, the the the, the sides press is almost non-existent. This team cannot really press, and that's one thing that you can get out of out of Dewsbury Hall. And you can press higher up the pitch when he's playing. He's got the engine to press higher up the pitch. We're winning the ball back deep in our half and having to go. Up 80 yards, 70 yards to, to get to goal where, you know, the, the, the closer to the goal, you're going to win the ball, the better chance you have of turning that into a shot. So why are we not pressing higher up the pitch anymore? Um, and you, you've got two midfielders out there that just can't do it right now.
1: Yeah. you no, you bang on mate because look at the second goal. The second goal comes from, yes, it's a mistake by the Everton lad as he plays the ball across the, the halfway line. But like you're saying, if you win the ball in those positions, you can get those opportunities to feed Vardy quickly. You can't feed Vardy quickly, to your point, when we're winning the ball back on our 18-yard line in a low block. Like that's not gonna, that's not enabling us to be progressive and getting the ball upfield quickly. Like I think you bang on. KDH was the sub that I thought at halftime. It was to me, it was the obvious choice. I thought you could bring him in down the left hand side, have that second outlet pass towards Barnes. Like, we want to play Harvey Barnes in down that left hand side. Like, he we want to have carbon copies of goals he scored throughout his career with Leicester, which is getting down the left hand side, cut in, and either go low into the near post or try and get back on your right foot and stick it in the other corner. Give us options down there to feed Barnes, and we're not going to do that. Then what's the point in trying to play like that? So I'm with you, Jason. I echo that. I think it's something. Hopefully, we'll see moving forward. I do think KDH deserves a chance in these last four games because I just don't think what we've currently got in the center of the park is giving us anything at the minute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's no way they watched the video of our midfield out of that game and think that they they can run that out again, um, especially against a team like Fulham that you know they will they will overrun that midfield. So I'm I'm totally with you guys. You got to get something on there and if it and if it's KD8 i love that get the band back together and you know and still just that familiar familiarity you know with the boys and and this this switching and switching who's this week that it's it, it's not going to do us any good um Even so everything guys goes that,
2: uh, that want to go out there and fight for each other yes so put, yes put, put the mates sure. out there
0: yeah definitely Um, Everton goes ahead initially, uh, Calvert-Lewin spot kick after Timothy Castagne (laughs) throws a, um, I don't know, I, I guess you could say it was a a Jokic elbow to the back of the head, uh, for my NBA people out there, uh, (laughs) knocks over Calvert-Lewin. He definitely sold it, but at the same time, uh, what, what the fuck are you doing, Timmy? That was, yeah, it's going to get called all day, even to the most, uh, ardent lester supporter is going to call that a penalty so fortunately go down there um you yeah, guys yeah, just stupid decision we can move past that one real quick and it was just a moment of madness i
2: think i don't know what what was going on it there. almost it was,
0: was just... like timmy thought it was our guy like that he was doing yeah. that into i don't it was very strange but um Anyway, that happens. But then uh, we come down to Kastane, or in the Kistan- uh Soyanchu, the man that wouldn't have even been in the side scores to tie it up. What are your thoughts on Soyanchu's
3: goal, Chris?
1: Well, it's a hell of a finish. He's slipping, he's falling down and he manages yeah. to keep his composure and get his foot on it and stick it in. It's a hell of a finish. Um, yeah. I I love Cags. Um, firstly, congratulations to him signing to Atletico Madrid. I mean, Yes, it's been kind of rumoured for a while now, but it's all set in stone. And good luck to the lad. I think he will do a solid job for them. And based on the performances of these past few weeks, Atletico Madrid have got a hell of a centre half moving forward for them. Um yeah, it was great, Matt. I mean, again, it was just it's one of those one of those defining one of those moments when we go a goal down and to be honest, Everton were all over us at that point. They were they had high possession. They looked like they were pushing for that second goal. And in those moments when you can grab that kind of against the run of play, make it one all, it turns turns everyone around. The KP's loud again. You're like, come on, we can get this. And that's what happens. And it's those little moments again, as we talked about this podcast, like those moments where they're teasing us and you're thinking, yes, this is it. This is the start of something. This is how we're going to go move on. And we just mess it up. Every time we get given it on a platter, we mess it up. And that's what kind of felt downstream of that kind of first goal.
0: Yeah, It's kind of like a bonus goal almost when a guy like hag scores, you know, it's like, okay, shit. If those are going in guys, let's just shoot. I mean, let's get our offense going and and make some attempts and stuff. And yeah, it, it was, uh, it was like you said, it was a hell of a finish from a guy that was not expected. And when things are going like that, you really have high hopes for the match going forward. But, um, it also shows that I, you have to attack
2: the ball on set pieces.
0: Oh, 100%.
2: You have to go and attack the ball. And he seems to be the only guy willing to do that. It was a nice little layoff from from Foss there. So, you know, definitely appreciated that little, you know, nod there. But Sointu wanted the ball more than anyone else in the box. And that's why he went and got it. He wasn't. He was far. He had to cover a lot of ground to get there, to get that shot on goal that's what you have to do. And, um, I don't know, hopefully it just kind of wakes everyone up and makes, makes the players realize like when we get opportunities like this, we have to take them. We have to try to attack the ball.
0: Uh, after that, uh, then we get another vision of, uh, V nine scoring goals again, Chris, uh, getting Jamie back on back on the score sheet. Score sheet. Talk about, uh, Jamie. That goal real quick. Oh,
1: Matt, you must have been smiling from ear to ear when that goal, because that is the epitome, isn't it, of Jamie Vardy? It's like he will go down as one of the best strikers to ever play in the Premier League. And if you wanted to have an epitome of what a great Jamie Vardy goal is, it's that. It's the through ball. It's running across the centre def- central defender. So he can't get his foot in. So he's now in a position where it's just one-on-one with the keeper. And, I mean, Pickford stood no chance. Like When he took it around him, you, you give him the feign, went to the left. Great finish with his left foot into the corner. Yeah, the typical Jamie Vardy. Straight to the corner flag. I thought we were going to get a Chef United all over again yeah. and just smash it into a million pieces. We didn't. I think maybe maybe he was told don't do that again. But no, it was a great finish. It was a lovely ball through. It came from the one time where we forced them into a mistake in the centre of midfield and we took advantage of that and, and pushed it forward quickly. And yeah, hell of a goal. Um, I still think to this day, like there's only two people that I think of when I think of those goals. I think of Thierry Henry and I think of Jamie Vardy. And it was just the perfect Vardy goal and yeah, sent us all mad in San Diego, mate. It was absolutely scenes when that went in.
3: Well,
0: back to back weeks with, you know, classic set in stone gold, Jamie Vardy goals that we are so used to seeing Jason. Um, That goal goes in and you you just got to think to yourself, oh baby, like two games in a row, he's back. uh, And, and at that point I'm like, we're we're in good shape. Um, what were you? I mean, touch talk about your thoughts when it went in, and and then we'll dive into what happened next.
2: Well, I didn't think we were in good shape because I just knew that they were just going to continue to give up chances against Everton. And how do you give up as many chance? How you give up that many chances to Everton of all clubs sides? I just not quite sure. I'm so baffled by that. But it was vintage Vardy, trademark Vardy, uh, it was a hell of a goal, and it's a, exact, exactly what everybody wanted to see and needed to see, and um, it's great to have that Vardy back, and I thought he had a very good game. Um, he had a couple of chances maybe he could have put in, um, but he was still getting there and getting the chances, and that's something that we were been missing uh, under Rodgers with the slow kind of build-up play. It doesn't give Vardy the opportunity to to make these goals, uh, but he looked good. He was moving well, making chances happen. I, I thought he had a, he had a great game, and if we can get four more performances like that from Vardy, uh, definitely give us a better chance to stay up.
0: Yeah, and if, I'm willing
2: to go out too if if he can
0: if yeah, he can exactly. score the
2: goals that 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 keep us in the in the top flight.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I meant more as uh, I was feeling good about the fact that he's scoring those kind of goals again. Um, that would could only be positive for us. Yeah, I knew with the defense we got Jesus. Um, but we're going to need him to do it three, four times a game. Um, so, he, you know, he gets that done and we come in and, and, and the, the chance happens where Jamie hits the post. Now we'll talk about this play real quick, where he he does chip pick for it's it's beautiful. It does hit the post, but you can't help but watch that back and see uh, that a layoff to Barnes probably is just a tap in for a goal there. And these kind of decisions, though, the argument can be made it's Jamie Vardy. He's your striker. He's feeling himself. He's scoring again. Of course, he's going to take that chance. But you also, man, it's it's frustrating to see as a team this far down when when we're we're doing that because Matters had a few. Uh, these last few weeks of the same thing, where he takes the selfish shot instead of the layoff, and at this time of year, Chris is just like, "Fuck, guys, <laughs> it's it's not the time or place." So I know it sounds hypocritical when I'm singing Bart's praises, <laughs> but uh, it, it's where we are, right? I mean, yeah. I think we I mean, were
2: I'm even. Lucky. Sorry, Chris. Oh, go ahead, Jason. I was go gonna ahead. say we're even lucky to, to even have that chance because yeah. I don't know how covert Lewin did not score. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, well,
0: I know. That. I know.
2: And we, well, I think we, we need to give a little time for you know a separate segment, I think, here just on just on Everson's performance uh sure. in the game. But yeah, you know, I mean look, he hit the crossbar though. It was like, you know, another few inches down and, and, yeah. and that goes in. But I wasn't that pissed off at Bavardi for not making the pass because you did feel like there would be other chances for him in that game. And so yeah. I didn't, for me at the time, it didn't feel like the end of the world.
0: At the time, it wasn't. And I honestly didn't even notice Barnes until I watched the replay, Chris, and, and then saw it.
1: Yeah. The, the To be honest, Matt, I didn't even see it in the real time. I was just – I thought the Vardy one, I thought was, given what you said now, yeah, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful. thing. the Madders one in the first half was the one that got me more, yeah. where his penalty spot in a difficult position because he's got the ball in his feet. And I think it's Castagne is 10 yards to his right, no one around him screaming for the ball. If Madders could just have looked up and played that off, I think that's an even golden opportunity for us. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the the Vardy one, yeah, I mean, mean, Calvert-Lewin, that whole sequence was insane. That 30 seconds, you go from the relief to the frustration to just all of the emotions just kind of bottled in, in yourself in that, in that little sequence. And yeah, just crazy, crazy, crazy times.
0: The other big play then obviously is the penalty chance at the end of the half. Um, man, where do we even start here? Telemans is holding the ball at first and I'm like, okay, interesting. Well, Yuri's going to bang this home. And then we see matters come up and take the ball. And I, right away, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. When the fuck was the last time I saw Matters take a penalty? Uh, for those of you wondering the last time that Matters took a penalty, it was September of 2018 against Cardiff. So you you have a player that steps up and uh, pretty interesting that that's going to be. And after the after the game, Dean Smith said that he was the guy that was supposed to take him when Kells wasn't on him. Um, with a player like Vardy on the pitch, though, you got to wonder, that's kind of an interesting decision. Um, obviously hits it right down the middle to Pickford, who doesn't move. And you got to wonder how many of those penalties Pickford saw during the time with England for those two. And then we Mm -hmm. also hear that Pickford has written on his water bottle the penalty percentages of everybody on Leicester's team. And sure enough, it says Maddish, 20 on the left, 20 on the right, 60 down the middle. On his water bottle, he stands there and makes the stop. Um, Which one of you wants to dive into this uh, missed opportunity? Jason, you want to do it first?
2: Look, I mean, it's easy when a player misses a penalty to, to kind of second guess it. I really, honestly, you should be able to put any of the ten outfield players out there and have them bang in a penalty. Look, I know in a t- pressure situation it's a lot of easy. It's easy for me as a supporter who's never played um, in a relegation battle in the Premier League to um, to say that. But I mean, you know, it, it, i <laughs> anyone should be you know, able to, to get up there and, and, and give it a go. Um, I know there was a lot of talk about matters, taking the ball off of, of, of Taylor-Mins. Um, it, we did, they did something similar, uh, against wolves, uh, where someone else held the ball and as a decoy. And it seems like it's something that Dean Smith likes to do. Um, so I guess that's, that's what we're doing now going forward. Um, I, I get why, you know, Smith went out and, and very, you know, um, forcefully said, look, Matters was the man. And, and, and everyone's been on that company line there. Uh, Everson also in some post-game uh, co- uh, comments, he said, look, Matters was the guy. that And so Madison has been our best player over the last few years. Let's not, let's not you know, um, pretend otherwise. So I think, yeah, uh, when you look at it like that, it's like, okay, yeah, he's the man for the, for the penalty. But it is hard to just see Vardy out there and, and not be given that opportunity, especially when he's been playing so well and Madison's been having some, some difficulties. And it would have been such an iconic moment If Vardy had the opportunity to get up there and and take the spot kick and smash it in, Um, the crowd would have loved it. He would have loved that. He's been playing better. They would have gotten fired up. You need your number nine scoring goals. We haven't been getting enough of that from our strikers this year. It just, and just the, 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 it would have just been such an inspiring moment to to everyone around the club to see Vardy do that. And we really missed the trick. And really miss an opportunity to really galvanize the side for you know this this um, run in at the end of the season. Score that goal, the game is over. Yes, yeah. I, Everton, I just I yeah. think they would have been um, demoralized by them. I just you know I kind of question it. I just didn't necessarily appreciate Smith kind of taking Vardy down a peg or so. You know after the game, say, hey, look, the guy scored. One game, one goal at, at home all season. Uh, clearly, this man's got goals in him right now. He's scoring for you. He's playing well for you. He's your number nine. Get him out there and take it.
0: Yeah, you kind of it was. I'm with you. That was weird. It was also kind of weird to me that it, he, you know, you're you're. We brought you in, Dean, to make the tough decisions here and to and to kind of fi- figure out and say hey, this is Jamie Vardy, the most iconic fucking goal scorer of the club's history, and, you know, why not let him make it? But instead, it was kind of like the responsibility was like, well, you know, it, it was Colechu was the taker, and Matters is the guy that backs him up. Well guess what bud status quo hasn't worked this fucking year that's why you're even in this job so maybe it's time to take a different look at things and maybe set something up um from your perspective i think that was a first time this year that i think dean's had a misstep as far as comments that i i really been disappointed in um you kind of along the same feeling there chris
1: yeah i think so uh i think accountability is important in all aspects of what we do um I, to Jason's point, I agree with him. Like, I mean, I wasn't worried or matters taking a penalty. I mean, yeah, I mean, he takes all our free kicks. Why weren't you expecting to be our set piece yes, yes. specialist? What annoyed me the most was just how garbage the penalty was. Like, I understand that he he has a preference to get down the middle, but it just didn't look like he was at all. He was just. It seemed he was caught in two minds. He hits it with his inside of his foot. It, for me, I thought he was trying to pull it more towards the corner, and he's just kind of. Got wrapped around his body. I don't know. It was just a really, really crap penalty. I don't. I don't mind missing penalties. That's that's part and parcel of the course. But it's yeah. when it's such a disappointing penalty when it's at that perfect height for the keeper. Like, just leather it, mate. Like, just leather it. And yeah. we just didn't get that. Um, I think.
0: It, I think it's a perfect summary of how we've been playing. It was an indecisive finish, it, and and that's the way we're playing right now, man. It was. It's. It's just everything is. Just so so,
1: but to to Jason's point though, it was such a pivotal moment because 3 1, it's game over. But what happens in the second half? We come out flat, they come out and are aggressive, are pressing us, are winning the ball up the pitch, and ultimately grab the equalizer. Like it's such a huge moment. It in the because it went straight to half time, it's kind of missed because you've got that 15 minute period, but in reality it was almost as if it was like one of those moments where it felt like we can in react in like kind of looking back in hindsight, it feels like we conceded in that moment and the heads went down and we just didn't get up for that second half and that first 20 minutes. And it felt like we didn't start playing until like the 65th minute of the second half, at least.
2: Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, have a message um, that I know how to get out there to to Rob Tanner. Um, ever since Madison came at you on Twitter, it just hasn't been working out that well for him. So, so Rob, I don't think I know you're the a consummate professional. I don't think you would do anything like this. But just in case you do have some kind of like Madison voodoo doll or some kind of now curse against him um, for, for, for doing what he did I'm sure he is very 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 sorry uh, that he that he you know questioned your article and tried to call you out but it really has not been going very well for Madison since that moment I think you know he's he, he's um, done his penance here he um, he he regrets the decision I, I I know he does and you know I, I think it's time to kind of to lift lift the curse. And to allow him to um, to get his powers back here for the last four games of the season,
0: Rob Tanner Voodoo is not something I thought we would be discussing. But yeah, it, Rob, Rob, please, Bud, if you if you've got that going, I think we would all appreciate it if you could just forgive the man uh, and pull a few of the pins out. <laughs> no, no,
2: Rob, Rob is a, is a great guy. He's been a, he's been a really good friend to. Um, a lot of the uh the american foxes here and so hopefully he knows it's that, that was all tongue in cheek
0: <laughs> yeah friend of the podcast for sure so shout out to rob um we will uh go ahead and send it now chris if you're ready we could send it to our on-site correspondent ollie mclean he's gonna let us know his uh quick little summary of what he had to see uh against everton
3: hey matt hey us foxes report as well um I'm going to try and be as positive as I can. After that two, we'll draw with Everton. Yes, it's a point. Yes, it's it takes us to 16th, but I, uh, it's, it's not enough. It's nowhere near enough. I don't think, especially when we could have won. But then, again, the positive side is that we could have lost it. Big, uh, big, big thank you to Daniel Everson, who, if we do stay up, has saved our season. Um, but I feel like that, that James Madison penalty, I think that, that might do us. That's that's poor. It's the worst penalty I've ever seen. Um, a few good performances. I must I must admit, Stanley with another man of the match. Shout. If it wasn't for Everson. Sumari again. Vardy looked incredible, ticking around the keeper. Um yeah, tough one to take really because going two one up after a goal down, you everyone's buzzing, but then one little attack at the start of the second half and then after that we were all over them for 25 minutes or so, which <laughs> it's a shame. It, it really is a shame, and there's I can I have there's very little chance of us of us staying up now. I don't I don't think we'll get much from uh, next Saturday at Fulham. Uh, next Monday against Fulham, sorry. Liverpool at home. <sighs> no, in Leicester we'll, 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 we might we might get something, but who knows? Newcastle no and then. If if it does come down to the last game against West of them, um, yeah, not feeling too great after that. Um, I, I just so many how so many games we could have won, um, but yeah, it is what it is. I guess on the bright side, get a uh, get a load of new stadiums ticked off next season if we yeah uh, if we do if we do get uh, relegated. But yeah, it is what it is. I'll be uh, I'll be back <coughs> next Monday. Opposite, trying to keep some faith.
0: Legend, Ollie. Thank you, brother, for uh, as always for your words. And you uh, can feel the
1: a- pain, can't you, in his voice every uh, time. I feel it. The lad has just got. You can feel the the roller coaster, like just the ups and downs in that game. Um, yeah.
2: Oh. Uh, Ollie, man. I'm not ready to to relegate us just yet.
1: And, uh,
2: you 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 touched on something um, that you know deserves a a bit of time and and maybe can kind of springboard us into some some positivity here. And that was uh, Daniel Everson. I mean, he looked like um, the grandson of Yashin Banks Shilton, you know, had <laughs> a, like a baby with I don't know, like Peter Schmeichel and Peter Check and it's like it, he, it was an unbelievable performance in front of goal. Uh, his shot stopping was absurd. Not only like some of the 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 just acrobatic saves that he had to make, but his positioning and his ability to kind of get in front of. Uh, of Everton's attacking players when they had, you know, great opportunities and to put himself in the best position possible to make the save. And it just, you know, it is maddening that he was sitting and getting splinters on his ass all season, but he is a quality goalkeeper. I mean, there, it's just now, you know, Crystal Palace away, kept us in that game. Leeds keeps us in that game. Um, I mean, the saves that he made against Everton um, last night were, were ridiculous. I mean, that's a game that, you know, we could have easily let in four or five goals with another keeper in, in there and, and didn't. And we're, the only reason why the boys were still in the game was because of, of, of that just unreal performance uh, in front of goal from, from Daniel Everson.
0: He's, doing things guys that you really i mean he looks like a player that's been in the league that you know for 10 years let alone a guy that has a handful of starts now in the premier league and he's doing he's everything preston north end fans told us about i mean the the guy is taking over games And when we talk about the great escape season there's moments you know that we think about with uh, the can be also goal you uh, show a um and with this, it's really turning into Daniel Everson is keeping Leicester City even in this because had it been any other keeper uh, in that, I think, you know, especially um, I don't want to throw Danny under the, under the table, but he doesn't make. An, I mean, I don't I really struggle with wondering some of those saves that Dan made if, if Danny Ward would have been anywhere near him. And um good God, you just hope that all this work is for something for the man. Because we spoke about, you know, confidence earlier and how important it is for these young players. And man, would it be an amazing feather in his cap to be the man that was the catalyst that kept us alive, Chris?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, put it this way. If we're going to stay up, we need more of what Danny Eberson is giving us, and we just need a little bit of luck to go with us versus against us. Kid was incredible Monday. Matt, Jason, echo all your words. The biggest thing that I thought about was not only his positioning and some of the acrobatics, but it was those those little fundamental saves. Every time he was strong, it was always the ball was always hitting a strong hand. It and as such it was always Going away from goal, whether it go out for a corner, throw, whatever—like that's the sort of stuff that you want to see. It was—it's kind of ironic in a way that I think Casper was on the the British Monday Night Football um, in the studio for the game, and you just got those for the first time this season. I just got that vibe that we had a we had a presence in goal, and yeah, his distribution is not great at times. He kicks out for a throw-in. But who cares? We've had five years of keepers not having really, yeah. distribution that we've ever had. But it was just like that was what I wanted to see in goal. And, yeah, it was great to see he serves as the catalyst, like you said, guys, to move forward. And if we can get one of those performances again and we can get Vardy up the other end sneaking one in, all of a sudden it's a 1-0 win. It's three more points. I mean, we've not spoke about it yet, but boys, we're 16th. We're actually yeah. we're outside the relegation zone. I mean, fundamentally the fact that we can score a gazillion at our goal difference is what 20 goals, I think it is, or somewhere crazy different compared to the other two. So I mean, yeah, we took four from seven, five from nine, but ultimately we were unbeaten in these three games, which is a which is a good thing. We are now sixteenth. I don't know how you boys feel about this consistent Monday night. I listened to what you guys were talking about last week and really I thought it was fascinating a great conversation about how it like these Monday games are just not fair on fans. I see it if I flip it over as a potential positive, like if we can get those things that happened like last weekend where you get Forest and Leeds losing, it gives us an opportunity, it gives us a potential route to kind of getting further up. So, yeah, I mean, if we're going to end on a positive, Danny Iverson, fantastic. Be that catalyst. Let the boys follow his example and let's go get some of from Fulham on Monday night.
0: It was cool. After the match, he gave lots of credit to, you know, Casper and how he trained and learned under Casper when he came in and I was just laughing at myself thinking, yeah, he got the shot stopping ability and the distribution uh, from your (laughs) fellow Dane. Yeah. Look, if
2: we're going to stay up, uh, it, it when when you see whenever you see a run-in, a great escape, or 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 a charge to win a title, you always see clean sheets in there. And it's been a long time since this side's gotten a clean sheet. And the only chance that we'll get one is with, with Everson in goal. And so maybe we do look at maybe he has another performance like this at some point and gets us that that clean sheet that, that we desperately need. Because now you only have to score one goal to get a win instead of two. But in speaking of that, you know, Chris, you're right. So we're sitting in 16th place right now. There are three sides at 30 points, us, Leeds, Forest uh, for that last relegation spot. You know, Everton's a point behind at, at 29. Our goal difference is minus 13. Leeds, minus 24, Forrest, minus 32, Everton, minus 25. So that means that Leeds forest all need to win an extra point over us Everton now with four games remaining they need to win two extra points on us so there's there's your positivity right here Everson the way he's playing I also you know arrived Jamie Vardy Um, but this where we are on the table. so yes, it was a huge opportunity. We had two games against two relegation rivals. If we get two extra points um in either of those games, that other team drops a point and you know we could be three points over Everton or you know three point you know a few extra points over Leeds um, but we're not. but you know we have that extra kind of half point right now. And as the season starts to shrink, there are fewer and fewer games, any edge that you have in points and in goal difference over your, your rivals is huge. The fact that any, everyone in, in, in the, in the shit with us needs to get either an extra point or an extra two points, uh, could be huge. I mean, look, this is probably going to go down to the last game of the season, but we still at least have that. And, um, as Brendan used to always like, love to say, um, it's in our hands and and that's the beauty of it.
1: Yeah, 100% agree. And one of the things that we've got to remember as well, to your point, last game of the season, that team that sits above us in 15 is the team we're playing on the last game of the season at the minute, West Ham. Like, there were opportunities to drag them. If they get dragged into this as well, then there were chances, again, to pull it in our hands and give us that opportunity. I Yeah, I mean...
2: Or it could be a West Ham team that, you know, if they get a win, um, then maybe they have nothing to play for. Yeah, in the
1: exactly. Game. Yeah. I mean, look, Leeds are in turmoil. Big Sam's now back in the Premier League. I mean, it's just – it's going to be a – they're going to they're going to write books about this, I think, ending to this. Season. Yeah. I, think I think there's more twists to come. So I Certainly think are. are.
0: Yeah. It was. And, and the writing was on the wall, I mean, all season long. Like, the – parity between you know those mid it was so tight all year long and, and and now we're just seeing you know the effects of that now so um we've got uh, one last thing on on that one i don't know if you guys saw it but shout out to the samurai himself shinji okazaki in the stands at the kp what a fucking legend we love you forever number 20 and uh just once again, guys. Just if, if you needed any other reminder that you cheer for the best club in the world, uh, when you got players coming back years after their last time at this club, coming back to support them, it's it's a pretty incredible and pretty special. So uh, yeah, shout out to number twenty. Um, let's look ahead, guys, real quick. Uh, Fulham, as we said, a team sitting in tenth currently, uh, coming off losses to Man City and uh, I believe, was it Liverpool? Or no, they have Liverpool tomorrow coming off of the Villa in Man City. They play Liverpool tomorrow at noon Pacific time here. So pretty interesting one for them. Liverpool's a weird club right now. Chris, what are your thoughts on uh, Fulham going in?
1: Need a Liverpool win. I really do. If we can get a Liverpool win tomorrow, that kind of puts Fulham on vacation, puts them on the beach, and gives us maybe an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I can't. Can't help but agree. There, it'd be great if they. Uh, if we spoke about teams having nothing to play for and, and being comfortable and having the flip flops on. That would be great if Liverpool could do us a favor there, Jason.
2: Yeah. Um. And and you know, we kind of have a gift here. No Mitrovic and and Fulham will be missing other players as well. It's probably going to be the best shot to um to get points against this this Fulham side. Um, they played us at our place, and you know didn't look great but like kind of really just shit house their way to that win and it was kind of like damn it was like everything that you wish that that our team had in those situations just to grind out a win um but they're going to be tough i think ream may also be out as well um so yeah there, there's a there's an opportunity there for for us to maybe go to craven cottage and, and and get something even even a point could be turn out to be huge really good guys so
0: we uh we whatever you need to do guys light the light the candles of faith anything you can because it, anything will help at this point um cuz we say it every time you got to keep the faith and you know it would have been we didn't lose these matches guys we're unbeaten in 3 so it's it's how you look at it A few things go our way and and we are right back in this thing and safe and and as chris pointed out we're in 16th guys so lots of things to um be upset and disappointed about but at the end of the day this is in our hands and it's still in our hands so let's just keep faith in it and keep rocking guys um with that being said thank you as always for joining us on the us foxes podcast try to be back with you next monday night to talk about hopefully uh the big three points that we got from fulham uh for chris for jason for jim who couldn't join us tonight feel better buddy Uh, I am Matt, and we will see you next time on the U.S. Foxes Podcast. Cheers, boys. Let's go.